Hello listeners and welcome to the Afriwetu podcast where we look to celebrate African history, people and culture by telling our story. As always, our hope is that it fills you with enough curiosity to go and do your own deeper research. Karibuni to any new listeners to the Afriwetu world. We invite you to check out previous Afriwetu episodes which can be found on this podcast platform. But those new listeners, today you have actually logged into the wrap-up episode, which means two things, as those Afriwatu know. It is a guest interview show where I hand over my precious Afriwatu platform for a day to say guest narrator slash interviewer. And today in studio, we have my cousin, George. (laughs) (laughs) Whom, those of you who have been with us from the first year, series one, episode four, narrated a fable from our motherland, Mm -hmm. the Calabash Kids. So please, go check it out. But for now... Gee, I'm handing over my baby. To I, you. I will try my best not to break this. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I will try. Well, um, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you for coming and saying yes. Yeah, but no, definitely. I had to say yes when you called me back. In fact, I was wondering why it took so long. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's always good. Because we're waiting for this. This is why. Ah, okay. You're being called back for this. Uh Yeah, yeah. Makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For those of you who know Nyambura, (laughs) if you could see me now. (laughs) So, well, thank you so much for having me once again. The first time I came, I had a blast. Um, The kids loved that show. Oh. Right. It's a favorite, by the way. It really really is. It really is. Like, if I look at my stats, it's, it's, so I'm guessing that. Parents play that for their children over and over. Fantastic. And it's one of the best performing episodes. Fantastic. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys out there. Uh, I, we worked hard on that one. <laughs> Kids love it. They actually oh. want to come next time. We, really? Yeah, they could play a part. That would be great. Right? Oh, but, uh, but you know, they're, they're, they're also my children. So mm, it's fine. We'll okay. figure something out. That's, that's perfect. Which <laughs> actually brings me into yes. my intro, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, me and Nyambura grew up together as family, right? And not we just uh, related, but we were also very close. <laughs> we um, still are, not still where. Are. I, yeah, I, I, we are where. Yeah, we are very, yeah. very close. Are. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, when I was in boarding school, uh, Nyambura and family were actually my guardians. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would mean mm-hmm. we would spend time whenever <laughs> um, your half term would come up or anything mm-hmm. like that. And the one thing that uh, brings me to today is Yambura has always been, right? One of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. By the way, guys, I have no idea what's coming up. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. So it's mm-hmm. always been one of those Well, if an idea or something took root in her mind, um, she embraced it with <laughs> unwavering determination, right? And it was, uh, it's not that she was stubborn, right? But rather she, she, she had a knack of following through all the way to the end, right? Uh, and she would do her research meticulously, fine-tune her approach. And once she was convinced on the path going forward, there was no looking back, okay? So I do remember long, long mm-hmm. time ago, season, actually before season one started, Yes, we did have a discussion with Nyambura. And for me, I, I 
tend to view myself as a problem solver and ideas <laughs> guy right <laughs> since childhood actually <laughs> since childhood exactly so i do remember giving what i thought were invaluable insights uh, oh my gosh to offer and, are we talking uh, about that more often than not okay. i found that my suggestions were gently set aside right <laughs> not out of dismissal but uh, because the vision was really clear direction was set in a heart <laughs> Right, and now fourth season down the line, I couldn't be wow. prouder of Afriwetu oh, and what it has you. become. Thank you, guys. Right? Thank you. So that would be my introduction to Nyambura, Afriwetu, and my ideas being <laughs> set aside gently. I love the way that this keeps coming <laughs> up, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Yes, I think. I don't know. After that introduction, okay, yes, I, no, am. No, I, am. Uh, I am. I am, I am, I am. I think we have all enjoyed um, the podcast immensely. And uh, I think whenever a season is done, uh, I do like your, your recaps, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told how different people come on and it's a, it's a different vibe. So. Yes. I will try to kind of uh, be part of the, the special few, right? And get a chance to hear what you went through and whatnot. So if mm. you will allow me. Yes, please. Okay. So I think we can start off with the reflections of season four. All right. Mm -hmm. um, definitely as the, the year has gone, um, which episode, let's start off with, which one was the most challenging to produce, right? And... Uh, what did you do that was different from seasons past? Wow. Um, so I think most challenging to produce, instinctively, I would say the um, Wagadu Empire. So that was the first three parts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went into it um, kind of going, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big empire. There's a lot happening. Mm -hmm. So it'll be two episodes. Where? <laughs> <laughs> and then? Yeah. then I was like, yeah, each episode will be about an hour long. So maybe not. Yeah. And also because I have to like, um, it means I have to keep a tempo actually. Mm. So what, what I guess what people don't know is that for every episode I record in one batch. Like I don't so like do five minutes intro like mm. this. I literally sit down and record a whole episode in really? one go. So... That being the case, when looking at the Wagadu, I was like, I can't, I, I am unable yeah, definitely. <laughs> to do yeah. this and still keep like a tempo. Mm. So that split into three. And then, um, and that was for like the, the production of it. In terms of research, what was, I don't know if it's difficult or just the most interesting was when I studied the Maravi Empire, which I said in the episodes, um, how I had never heard of that empire really? and it was massive and out of it spanned these i only covered three of the number of kingdoms that were related to it and i was like this is amazing and that's why i love africa yeah. too because mm. i get to go where no one has gone before no where people have been before but yeah. now for the first time i was like this was a brand new brand spanking new information i knew zero yeah. and i found it per chance so actually what happened is i had particular civilizations that i wanted to do that have moved into 
the next series because I had to make space for this one. Like yeah. my my heart was just like, let's do it. Mm. So there's the interesting and the challenging. Um, so those those were the two. Those were the two, yeah. and those are the reasons why. But yeah, I would wow. say those ones. Like wow. Maravi was a surprise. It was wonderful though. Like yeah. Und, Und, Undi and Lundu were the ones which I did out of it. Plus the Kalonga. It was fascinating. One of the things that I really like, um, you have this thing, of course, when you when you take, you give us the history, and then you tell us what was happening, right, uh, with the rest of the world at the same time. And I think for me that really does hit home because it kind of just shows you that uh, Africa, well, the, the history of Africa, right, was also mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a really nice way of kind of putting it. That's really good. Actually, I've never thought of it that way. It's it, you're right. It's because sometimes it can feel as if our continent is forgotten and it's in, invisible. And you're right. I never thought of it that way. That by telling that contrast, like, oh, this is what else was happening. Mm-hmm. So the reason I, if 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 those who are long term listeners remember, there's a time when I stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, what else was happening? Yeah. And I actually got backlash. Thank you guys. Um, and said, why are you not doing that? That yeah. really gives context yeah. and it just helps us really understand that yeah. that that we and I like the way you've put it that we were there. Yeah. <laughs> right? The, like the we're, we're not yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so I I love doing it and I'm glad I've brought it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After yeah. after being told off. <laughs> I'm glad I brought it back. And actually what it also helps me kind of like contextualize, oh, this is this is actually what's happening yeah. and 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 again it 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 makes it it's almost like it not that it validates our history but it's like um see all of this amazing stuff was happening nobody was talking about it everybody was focused here mm. so it and and it helps so like bring people's frame of mind into aha yeah okay so that's what my ancestors were doing, uh, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure in school, many people learned about all the things I speak about in that like last two minutes, exactly. but they don't hear about, you know, the 25 minutes that mm-hmm. went ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think it's, you've done more than just that because you'd, you'd choose some of the things that, yes, we did learn in school, but there was many different cultures as well yeah. that we also didn't learn in school. So I think it's, it's brilliant that you kind of include so many different people. I think... Uh, we're glad that that came back. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it stays. I know, on guys. You see, time. I listen. Honestly, <laughs> I do listen. <laughs> yeah. So, it is true um, that I think all of the suggestions that we do bring, you know, Bura has a a nice way of bringing them back into everywhere <laughs> too, <laughs> right? And making them part of the show, the vision, right? And. Uh, we do really thank you for it. I think if you kind of allowed yourself to be taken down uh, everyone's different path, then we would lose a lot. So I think well done. Thank you. For that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I don't take all your suggestions, but the ones which really work, I take them. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. Definitely. And we all think our suggestions work. That is myself included. Guys, all of your suggestions are valid, honestly. <laughs> Just maybe sometimes not 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 always in the this may not always be the right platform definitely <laughs> yeah so and um one of the things i do remember we had a conversation i think it was uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was about um ai coming mm-hmm. into the space mm-hmm. and how um 
it would be easier for more people to kind of uh, do the research and after mm-hmm. our conversation just now before we started you were saying <laughs> that that is something that you would like to see many more afriwetus yes and and actually what what i would love to see and i think i've i've said this in various ways but i like the fact that you brought the ai aspect is that um so one of the things is that i've i've said that for for as long as i am able I will always do the research. And what that means is even if somebody comes and tells me, "Oh, I have done this research." I'll be like, mm-hmm. "Give me your source, let mm-hmm. me read it for myself." Not because I don't trust them, yeah. but I was like, "But I love to read the original source because actually my joyful place yeah. is in that research. Like my joyful place is not in being told, mm-hmm. but it's in it's in actually finding out for myself. Right. So that's that's where my happy place is. Mm. And I think that's what confuses many people. They're like, "Oh, you don't want and I was like, "No, it's not about it being a shortcut because yeah. other people do it mm-hmm. because their joy is in telling the story or yeah. etc, but for me, my joy is in like discovering. It's almost like being a a, a detective in that yeah. sense that you find out all these things. And the the onset of AI will help me in my research and kind of like saying can i find out about x and then they'll probably share all the sources because yeah. currently it's very manual mm-hmm. i do it i read a lot of um literature type of uh journals to to pick up all of these pieces of information mm-hmm. so what ai will help me do and especially in that sense is kind of like can you just show me yeah. which sources i should read and then i'll go and read them i don't want it to read it for me i want to read them myself ah, that's that's the that's okay. the thing um now in terms of i i i don't just hope i really 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 like the good thing is like in this space of telling african stories mm-hmm. history in yeah. to be specific here let, let me just narrow it down to like history mm-hmm. um we need to have millions literally yeah. millions of voices telling these stories mm. because if we do not have millions of voices telling these stories it becomes indie it becomes niche it becomes special interest yeah. it should never be special interest it should be just general interest mm, it should be true. general knowledge the only way we're going to get it to be general knowledge is if there are millions of people doing yeah. what i do there are quite a number and i'm so proud to see more and more people getting into this space and owning the african narrative but we really really need to do so much better mm-hmm. and this is where i think as far as i'm concerned this is where our cultural uh, whether it is a government whether it is it is um well for for lack of a better word special types of groups whether it is policy If we are to take this seriously, we need to make that embedded in our institutional yeah. knowledge. It needs to be something that is there and people just take it they take it as is. Yeah. So only then, only then can we really tr- try to think about shifting narratives. Mm-hmm. Even when you think about something like AI, AI will only share as much as has been put into it. Right? right? Mm-hmm. So it can only search for what information is there. already there. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to put as much information in there mm-hmm. so that the rest of us can find this. Like yeah. that's 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 the thing that it is only as good as the information is garbage in garbage out mm-hmm. or yeah. is information in knowledge out. Right. So that's 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 where I stand on it. So I love I love that we can do that. I just think that we need to really be very intentional mm-hmm. about making sure that our narrative is the norm 
across, especially first across the continent. Mm -hmm. Before we can ask other people to care, we need to care. That's true. That's, yeah. And as as much as, for example, right now for the kids, and now I'm thinking about uh, my kids as well, Mm. places that they could find um, the the information. Of course, they can come to the podcast. But, you know, there's something about just kind of having a book that they can kind of look at, right? Uh, Education that kind of guides it in a general way to kind of start your your interest in a subject, Mm. right? We, we, We don't have that. And right now we could... Do you have any ideas or suggestions or even just names of books that we should go and take a look at? So, I mean, because a lot of what I read is like academic journals. Mm. They are so dense. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they are so dense. Mm. <laughs> and they use a lot of, as as we say in East Africa, in fact, as we say on the continent, yeah. a lot of English, mm, a lot. Kizungumob. Um, but what is interesting okay what is what is good is that i i find that there are more and more um places out there which Mm -hmm. are so like digested for children so i mean i will look for them and i will try and share as many links as i can Mm -hmm. for for books um and i'll happily do that um especially those that are targeted for young for young for the younger audience for the audience who are slightly more mature, should I say, mm-hmm. um, so slightly older than niece and nephew, mm-hmm. uh, the general history of Africa is a really good place to start okay. because they there's currently nine volumes and I think they're working on a further six. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it is literally great African minds of the time in the 60s who came together and it's i think it was it was backed by unesco to actually create these nine volumes of african yeah. stories mm-hmm. and african history and it covers everything so some of the material i use it for some of my material yeah and what i find is that it's really easily digestible and not because they've simplified it mm-hmm. and I, I i think a lot of people use simplified to mean dumb it down and yeah. i really hate that mm. they just make it more accessible right so they're really good when you're talking about you're like your teenagers yeah um in between the teenagers and like now niece and nephew yeah that's where i think there's more of a struggle mm-hmm. and i wouldn't know where but i hear your call and i will be sure to so like try and start sharing that kind of information because I think it's it is worth it and we, we yeah. have to start when they're that age mm, exactly. to really make it so like feel part of their psyche yeah. because at this age not that it's too late but it behooves us yeah. <laughs> yeah. to make sure the next generation actually feel the same sense of pride as we do yeah yeah. so do you think maybe possibly Afriwetu could, could go down that route is something extra or something new so I think to be honest with you, I'm just being. Yeah, I, I use the podcast, mm-hmm. and I do try and keep it quite accessible in the language, mm-hmm. so that anybody from the age of ten up mm-hmm. can get it. Yeah. When it comes to younger, um, it is something that I've thought about. I even I think we had this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, so the closest that I'm going to be able to think about it really is about creating animation mm-hmm. based on real, yeah. the real history. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to take a bit of a mind shift yeah. from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but it is something that I've I've said I've wanted to do. I think it's just the timing. Yeah. It's just been, yeah, it's I been a lot. It's gonna <laughs> get. I think it's definitely gonna get easier, right? Um, I hope so. You know, I started a, a new full time job. Like, yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, it's gonna get easier, but you choose not to make it easy on yourself. I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, this is what happens when you bring family. If on you to look. <laughs> Just but so if you look you at, for example, mm-hmm. season one, right, and, and, yes. and now season four, I'm sure there's so many things that have become a lot more convenient and a lot True. easier to do. True. Right? True. Uh, True. I've become better at my research mm-hmm. and more targeted. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I really feel that uh, if you keep on going down the same, you'd probably become even better and you can take on more things. So I do, yes. So the plan is... To definitely grow it from more than a podcast mm. and the plan is to keep the podcast because it's in its purest form yeah. it's just me telling stories mm. about our ancestors right and expanding that into different platforms i just need the time yep. <laughs> to I do it yep. but it is it is in the works it is something that i am thinking seriously about the animation i am seriously thinking about how to create characters and books that 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 are going to so like spark the imagination of mm-hmm. the not just the younger generation but yeah. our generation um i think what it is is um next and we've had this conversation like mm-hmm. next uh next year the fifth year is most likely going to be the last of the two episodes per month mm-hmm. And that is, I'm sorry, people, yeah. don't don't shoot me, but you have one more year. Yeah, yeah we'll enjoy it. <laughs> um, we'll take it in. One more year. <laughs> and what I would do is it would then give me the chance to build up on these other things. Mm. So, for example, it would mean that in year six, it would be one podcast episode a month, mm-hmm. but the other the second, what is usually the second podcast episode slot uh-huh. would be filled with something else that is Afriwetu. Okay. So... What that is yet, I will build yeah. next year. Okay. <laughs> so, but we won't lose. No, 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 no. The podcast remains. The podcast yeah. remains because this is also selfishly. This is this is my place of joy. That's good. Well, it works really out for is. everyone. Right? So <laughs> it works out for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, it's just that I will reduce it in order to build up on the other mm. aspects of the platform. Yeah. So that's okay. That's well, that's good because I think everyone kind of talks about how they need more time. But it's good, or you should feel good in knowing that for you, more time would mean something that everyone else gets to enjoy from yeah. you as well, right? So yeah. Most yeah. people can can say that about their time. So. Yes. So so that's that is the plan. Yeah. So year six is um, podcast plus. Podcast plus. And that's what we should call it, yeah. That's Podcast. nice. Yeah. Podcast, Podcast Plus. Plus. Yeah, buddy. Uh, right. See, ideas, <laughs> person. This is why I'm here. <laughs> right. So, okay, fine. Let's uh, keep going with mm-hmm. the same vein. Um, and this is, again, from... We've been having a conversation before we started. So, some of the things that we talked about, I think uh, I liked the sound of them. And I, I kind of... It, it gets... We get to know more about you and Afriwetu, right? Yes. Uh, mm. And I was asking about, uh, for example, some of the guests that you bring on, right? Just yes. now. And I was wondering why you don't bring some of the guys from uh, the the older generation, the the OGs, as it were. The right? OGs. See if they could come in here and kind of give us even another perspective in terms of depth, right? And uh, Yeah. You had said. 
So I had said, so it's, um, and as I said, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but from my understanding, mm-hmm. on the African continent, and if we look at um, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, mm-hmm. that's that side of the Asian continent, um, our generation, mm-hmm. i.e. those of us whose parents were lived through colonialism mm-hmm. um, are the only generation I feel mm-hmm. who have such a unique perspective on what history, culture, belief is mm-hmm. in relation to colonialism mm-hmm. because we are the first generation born out of colonialism after like a hundred plus years right right? And so our parents lived through that. Mm. It's not an academic thing. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's not that my dad, your dad, it's not academic. Colonialism was their life. Mm. They lived in colonies, right? right? So, and we are their children. We're the first generation who till now, they still suffer a very weird dichotomy Mm. of having had their brains whitewashed, Mm by, you know, the colonial mentality of being less than. And yet at the same time, this very fierce pride of being Pan-African. I mean, they are the true spirit of what was Pan-Africanism. It was them. That's right. And, and, and they grew up in that age whereby everywhere else, especially as to talk about in the, in the Western world, it was very much about oh, freedom of expression. And at the same time that was happening, here they were, living oppressed mm. frankly it was oppressed and yeah. it was not again not an academic thing oppression mm-hmm. and then they're the first generation to have gotten freedom yeah. from the oppressors mm. we are their children and then our children the generation after that to them this is really very much history to us it's 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 actually not oddly enough like yeah. we we still see the we still see the 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 scars of colonialism on our parents right. on our governments in our countries like we still see it mm-hmm. why do we call the lake that is between what is kenya uganda tanzania yeah rwanda mm-hmm. why is it still called that name mm-hmm. when it had is it has its own name depending right. on which community you speak to mm-hmm. but it still has that name yeah why why is it like on mount kenya there's some lakes which are named mm-hmm. none yes. kikuyu names for mm-hmm. example they they have their own names so it's it's things like that which i don't think there's any other generation yeah. who can truly we can't even explain yeah. what it is that we feel being the children of the colonized and the and 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 the freedom the the freedom the liberation fighters yeah. raising a next generation who are supposed to be proud of being in a global village like yeah. we we hold a very special space yeah Right. And I think so for me, I was like, because we hold that special place, it's almost like I want I want our voice to be heard. Because, by the way, everybody else's voice is heard. Mm. Ours is usually not. Ours is usually dismissed as we're almost overlooked. Mm. Then they go to the next generation. Mm. That's actually true. (laughs) Yeah, because they are always talking about like like we're not even in Gen X because Gen X, if you talk about Gen X globally, we don't fit that. We, we we don't we don't fit nicely into yeah, global yeah. like views, mm. right? 
and and that is very specific to Africa and to the Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis. Like we, yeah. we there's a there's a we have a special something. Yeah. So I want our voices to be heard. Okay. Because everybody else's is, mm. and they have the right to have their voices heard. But we need somewhere where. So I hold Africa to as that space where it's our voices yeah. heard. Yeah. Well, that's definitely need to be taught. That's for sure. <laughs> the, the interest and all of these things. It's 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 a great touch to be honest with you. It's a uh, you tell the story really well. Um, you can hear that it's light when it needs to be right. Uh, when when it doesn't, you can go in a little bit more depth. So we do enjoy, right? So I'm glad. <laughs> yet well done. And Thank we you. We look forward to more and more. To be honest. Um, I had a few questions here, but to be honest, the <laughs> conversation has just gone. It's gone. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I told you. I did tell you. <laughs> you tell me. But this is this is good. It's it's fantastic. One of the things that I actually wanted, so the timeline, I really wanted to get that out, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing that I, I really wanted to talk about as well, and again, it kind of comes back to where we are now, right? Um one of now I can't remember the names, but um, it was in uh, uh, who was the who was the Muami? I can't remember, but he was big on uh, the military, and I think in the episode you're talking about uh, governance and administrative roles, right? Mm-hmm. So that to me was was fascinating, right? And it was it was good because all of a sudden we saw the military in terms of uh, they weren't just about uh, the army and, and, and fight and, and you know, it was more about um, there were political intermediaries, mm-hmm. I believe is what you said. Uh, and they kind of got back to the central government and these guys were, they did have, um, they did had to, they had to learn about public speaking. Yes. Uh, what else was it? Uh, debate. I think it was all yeah. sorts of of things that you don't expect from like your modern army now. It's almost like it's like a youth service kind of yeah, story, right? right? But, like, uh, <laughs> but not in the same way. See how you laugh at, <laughs> you shouldn't be laughing at youth service. But yes, um, it, it it's one of those things where it looks like these guys had a very clear understanding that uh, army is, is one thing, but after the fight or mm-hmm. while you're protecting, there's also how you should kind of lead. Yes. And actually what it was is that it, it literally was the definition of what is a good citizen. Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you had to show bravery and courage, uh-huh. not just on the field, yeah. but off the field. You had to show leadership. And I actually had to look it up again because mm. you had to show Ubutwari, which mm. was bravery and courage. Mm-hmm. You had to show Ubugabo, which was masculinity that was proven through honor and good moral fortitude. There it is. So, and then you had to have Itonde, which is being careful, self-controlled, mm-hmm. and losing your rag or losing your mind there was you yeah. not acceptable. Right. So there's a way in which they conducted themselves, and we're talking about Rwanda, mm-hmm. there's a way in which they conducted themselves on and off, and it yeah. was this thing of honor. Mm-hmm. And the, why I found it so fascinating is because, you're right, whenever they talk about, especially when they talk about African military, yeah. They almost it's it's almost done as like they were quite savage. Mm, they were yeah. quite, you know, rough. There's this big mm. scary monster coming right. to get you uh-huh. that happens to be black. Yeah. And you're like, hmm. Not and yet fair. when they talk about other um military campaigns yeah. out of the continent, uh-huh. there's always honor. 
Yeah. There's always this sort of like show discipline. Uh There's always, and I was like, actually, that was the same for our militaries. But I think that with Rwanda, it was beautiful because I could find the words and I could find the actual terminologies that were very direct. Right. And Rwanda is, I'm sure, an example of just one out of literally thousands. Exactly. And it reminded me very much of, especially when we look, if we look towards the East, we Mm -hmm. look at Japan and the idea of, right? That's where I was going to take it next. (laughs) That's exactly where I was going to go. Yes. Uh Right. That, that idea of the, the, the being, being a, um, um, and if we're talking about men, being a man of honor Mm -hmm. on or off the pit, on or off the It was the same thing here. Exactly. Just, just here, just mm. down the road. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, um, so I also bring, of course, it's troubled times now, right? But wouldn't it be nice if those qualities were still kind of, you know, or is that what you're fighting for in terms of this space, this generation, to kind of teach them about about what it takes to kind of be a kingdom or a flourishing kingdom or whatever it is? Yeah, because I think, I think... Um, I do tell Afri, I, I do tell the stories on Afri Wetu to get a reaction for for listeners mm-hmm. to kind of compare then and now. Mm. And what is it? I mean, not it's not that then were also glory days. There are things that were horrible oh, yeah. that our ancestors mm. did. Let's be clear. Yes. But there are things that were absolutely admirable. Mm that we should pick up (laughs) and force our current leaders Mm. or societies Mm. to do. So I hope that by telling these stories of our ancestors, people are able to kind of go, so that is actually in Mm. our, that's actually in our culture. Why don't we do it now? Mm. Why don't we push for it now? Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell the stories. And and human beings are complex characters. So the same in which there's very bad things that happened, things which are indifferent, but there were some awesomeness some serious awesomeness Mm. and i do hope that this triggers people to think not only of this is what our ancestors did oh how lovely what our ancestors did Uh oh how lovely but this is what they did why can't we do the same now Mm. that that should be sort of like the the leap yeah um because it's it's kind of like it's not an impossibility no matter how much how many times we've been told but you know you guys yeah. Africans, you know, mm. you guys have a problem. It's like, actually, no, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big lie. Yeah, and this is good that you're telling this story like this, to be honest, because uh, I think most people kind of think it's it's just a blank. Well, not most people. I think uh, I would speak for myself, <laughs> right? Uh, there's very few examples to kind of pull from, right? So I do thank you for the many, many examples that we get to kind of see that, look, this this happened before, right? Uh, to kind of see that uh, through the ups, there's downs and all the way back around again, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen it happen right here, right? Uh, across yeah, across the pond, across the border that wasn't there, whatever you want to call it. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Um, and and again, showing how also we, we dealt with those who mm. did stupidity yeah. and rubbish. That's true. <laughs> That is true. Effectively, I mean, guys, I'm not advocating for people to go out and <laughs> kill their leaders. No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying yeah. that it shows that even in terms of when there was very bad behavior and there were struggles and mm-hmm. there were problems, we also had to find solutions within to solve them yeah. as opposed to solutions without. And I think that's the thing as well. It's like we have the solutions. 
can we just start using them let's 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 pick on let's piggyback on what our ancestors did the good things not the bad things the good things that they did yeah. and see how we can apply them today hmm. yeah so funny thing right mm-hmm. uh, this is actually the last part of what i had which is final okay. thoughts so somehow okay. we kind of naturally went there i did not even look at uh, <laughs> what i have in front of me it was, it was going to be what's your biggest hope <laughs> of how Africa Africa to impacts the listeners any final words or teasers right that was going to be my final question but uh, you've kind of done everything apart from the teaser so mm-hmm. what I'll do is I will get to the teaser uh-huh. so I'm going to do a little spiel people uh, just a, just as as we wrap up with George mm-hmm. um but first of all to say thank you George oh, for coming for me. thank you thank you thank you thank yeah. you thank you, thank you so much that was fun you do you guys need to understand that george and i have debates and conversations all the time <laughs> all the time and that's why i was like he actually when did i ask you to do this wrap-up episode last year right yes yeah so so i know who's doing the wrap-up for next year but i was certain that it was going to be george for this year and i'll come to a minute i'll come to that as as to why in a minute but thank you You're honestly welcome. thank you thank you for having me and if now i just turn to you afri watu as always um the afri watu fam of awesome friends who jumped in and said yes the guest narrators of series season four who are in order of appearance we had olga who brought to life muhumza a legend from the Rwanda kingdom and an inspiration of many things including some reggae beats mm-hmm. go and check it out sagala all the way from uganda who told us the dope alatangana and sas story our glamorous nimo who told us the story of the amazing warrior chiefess and her dancing stick shirume and finally my friend kevo a master storyteller who lent his amazing voice and skills to tell us about Anansie and how stories came to the world please be sure to check out his podcast the Nipe story podcast he's amazing i want to thank you all for lending your voices for honoring our ancestors for the fun at each and every recording for making afriwe to come alive may you be blessed by your blessings times 100 i will never tire of saying it i and afriwe to stand on your shoulders and our success is shared with you asanteni sana and my people it takes a village because it's not just those who you hear on the podcast but the support around afriwe to is awesome thank you to baraka and his studio people where we have been recording some episodes for the crisp quality and a very special thank you to shiro of anjiro a shop like no other that curates and creates african genius designs please make sure you check it out online and in this store she has our afriwe to merch mm-hmm. and is a huge supporter of this platform so please also go and buy the merch um thank you to daniel of the history in focus podcast from the aha for the grant which will support a number of afriwe to episodes in series 5 Oh, yeah, nice. the, okay. It's so dope, right? Yeah. 
And speaking of the next series, uh-huh. you see how the teaser can come in nicely. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> we shall have more civilizations, more legends, and more fables for all of you. And I'm so excited to share that at the end of the next year, expect something new to be added to Afriwa. You see, I didn't even think of your plus. questions. Yeah, yeah. Now I answered. <laughs> um, so we'll be added to the Afriwa world for the sixth year, and I'm working diligently and hard on them between now and then so you can hold me to this promise mm-hmm. you can hold me to this promise um are also very a very special mention very special and huge thank you to Mayanla, who runs all and when i say all i mean mm-hmm. all of afriwe to social media tirelessly working and creating new ways to bring this platform platform to life for all of you like she calls me and she's like can i do this i'm like try it i mean sh- anything you see on everywhere too that is dopeness yeah. that's her it's not me it's her okay. <laughs> let's be very clear and of course he hates it when i do this but i don't care mm-hmm. a huge thank you to big city studios because from day one lee kanyotu yes. has brought my words to life through the amazing production he's like a maestro production skills that are truly truly world class oh, yeah. in fact and i don't say that just from my view but i've had people comment and saying it is of insert big media company mm. <laughs> quality yeah, definitely right and every year he gets it a notch higher so asante sana lee for your amazing production and your constant and consistent support and as i bring this to a close Series 4 started with ancestors who are directly part of my story and George's which is why I wanted to end mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> with fam yep. and it was such an honor to bring them to life in the course of my research I found the term ibite cherezo mm-hmm. which when it comes to the historical context roughly translates to things that happened in the past and these were stories of old told through the medium of poems, songs, music by a master orator or a storyteller. And coming to the end of the fourth year, I have truly been charged by those who came before me telling our stories. I can only hope that I and millions of others can take up this drum and beat it loud enough for all to hear across our continent. And the last but the very important thank you. has to go to the afriwatu for tuning in every single episode giving me feedback sending encouraging notes and being part of this journey asante sana nashukuru afriwatu will be back in the new year for the fifth season and until next time mubarikiwe